Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 45 episode. Hope you've all been having a good month. Uh, the weather's in great at the moment. It's the end of the week and the uh, the rain is falling from the sky, Ian. So Ian is my co-host, as you must be know. Hello. Are you fitting well, Ian, enjoying the, the rain outside? Yes, it's fantastic, John. Yes. What can you, what can be better? There we were moaning that we had no rain and now we're, we're moaning we've got too much rain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There we go. Have you had a good week then? Anything exciting happening? Yes. Uh, no, not so far this week, but... Um, I'm going on my little holidays tonight, so mm. for a few days, we're just going away for a few few days before um, we get locked down, so uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tour the country before you get locked down. I think a lot of yeah. <laughs> yes, this could be our last holiday for a while. <laughs> Very good. So, without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. In this month's podcast, we have Ian's first impressions on the new GPS map 66SR. We'll also look and discuss how a GPS improves your navigation experience and how this can be done. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customer. The first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's first impressions of the Garmin GPS map 66SR. So we've put this in here, Ian, because Ian has tripped, we were saying the Northeast, tret himself or treated himself, <laughs> he's treated himself to a new GPS unit, which is the GPS Map 66SR. So he's I moved have. up from this GPS Map 66S. He couldn't resist it and had that little phone call saying, oh, I'm really quite tempted to move. And when he got yeah. it, I think he kind of fell in love with it, Ian, didn't you? I, t- well, when I first got the marketing blurb from Garmin, I looked at it and I thought, well, yes, and what's the difference? And I, I, you know, I thought, yeah, right, different satellite systems because it's the um, uh, multi-band, uh, it's a multi-band GPS as opposed to what we've been traditionally used to for, well, since I've had one, uh, a GPS, which was since 2006. So I thought, okay, changing satellite systems that it picks up and um, it's got a battery, an internal battery. And that and that's it basically. And top of active mapping, you got top of active top mapping. Of, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Top of active mapping. That's a. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what part of the world you're in, but but not with a lot of detail. You know what, um, I, but anyway, going back to top, of, I I I I'm falling in love with top of active mapping. People have done top of active mapping is Garmin's mapping they're putting on on a number of GPS units now. And actually, I'm finding it's more accurate than the Ordnance Survey mapping of what actually is on the ground. So my new way of planning routes is planning it on the Ordnance Survey map and then stripping that away in Garmin Basecamp and overlay it on the top of active mapping, just editing it. And then mm-hmm. my waypoints beep at me because there's nothing worse on courses when we're out with customers and the waypoints don't beep because they say, mine doesn't beep. And this is my little solution <laughs> to getting them to beep is edit them on Fantastic. the top of active mapping. So there's oh. your, I, I've stole your top tip already, Ian, haven't I? There's a top no, you're tip. Too, um, no, you're too... You're too kind. <laughs> you're too kind to let their GPSs beep. That's it. Oh, you got you got to make them beep, or else they're unhappy customers. Well, God, yes. So we've um, got the yeah, it's yeah. the top of active mapping, multi-band GPS units, and this yeah. built-in battery, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and to be honest with you, at first I thought, and mm-hmm. because I felt a bit like that between the upgrade from the uh, going slightly off sub pieced a bit between the Phoenix 5 and the Phoenix 6 watches that really there wasn't that much of a, a difference and mm-hmm. you think well why would I want to upgrade and the answer is apart from a few for the watches a few shorter ways of doing things they're the same thing and a lot of money anyway but actually on consideration of it all um, I think the one thing that we're all very conscious of and we lots of people talk to us about it is um, are the batteries and I have never been able to justify in my life owning a 66i. Um, I don't, you know, for what I do, um, you know, it is a, it's a lot of money, and I really don't need the in-reach technology. I don't think so. Then suddenly the SR comes out, and you think, oh, the one thing I would really like is this GPS with the rechargeable internal battery, and. Um, <laughs> 
think the thing that I find so incredible about this GPS is that um, where I'm sitting talking to you at the moment, our kitchen, um, still haven't got still haven't got my desk back, John. Still, <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to get it back for quite some time. Um, so our kitchen is an extension, and all around it, on all three sides, so the roof and the walls, um, full of insulation, foil-lined insulation. It's like a Faraday box, our mm -hmm. kitchen. Um, and the amount of times I have to, when I need to look at something on a GPS, the amount of times I have to open a window and hang my head out the window with the GPS for it to get a satellite signal in our, it, I mean, it just will not. And yet you turn the SR on, pick, it picks up a, it literally picks up the satellite signal straight away. And even in my Faraday box of a kitchen, um, accuracy down to 1.8 meters. Mm -hmm. I actually had it on a course at the weekend with a gentleman who's, who was a forester and he was, and I kind of said, he, he wanted it solely to measure. Um, it was a horrible, horrible day, wet and, and murky. And I just went out just outside where the training room was and I was down 1.6 meter accuracy um, on it, um, just, just literally within yeah. a few seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. of which I was quite amazed really. Uh, I've had a, a number of customers as well who've had multiple units I wish I could bring the email up, I, I quoted it to this gentleman on Saturday and this gentleman was uh, mapping the entrances to caves he was and he was showing the accuracy that he got on the, his previous 66S and 66SR and, and his, his previous Oregon or whatever and it's amazing yeah. he's, he's, he'd measured it and um, come back with some quite and he, he said he, he was massively impressed by how quick it got yeah. the satellites as you say and the accuracy yeah. that this multiband um is giving you um mm -hmm. and as you say mm -hmm. working indoors i don't know why we want it work indoors but it does work indoors um yeah, yeah. It, it, and i the, mean i sorry no i was just say the battery the battery 36 36 oh. hours of battery life ian come on let's well, let's believe what garmin really? tells you. <laughs> <laughs> okay john yeah i'll i'll, I'll take that for granted yeah uh, high yeah, by two absolutely. 18 hours we'll call it yeah 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 um that's it i think the thing is is so i took it um last weekend i went i was up in northamptonshire as you know went to braybrook where we're holding going to be holding next year the courses for northamptonshire and it was really weird so when i got to the in-laws house uh you knew i was going out the following day I, the battery was more or less charged but it, I, I treated it like a mobile phone. I got it out, chucked it into charge for an hour or so just to top it up, dis disconnected it. And I think rather than thinking, oh, I've got to remember to take my battery charger and my spare batteries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's that sort of like mind change. And I know that it's um, more expensive than the MAPS 266S. But if you want to buy a decent set of batteries, um, you're going to be paying, I know not a hundred pounds, but you're going to be paying a fair few pounds, aren't you, at the end of the day, um, for that and a decent charger. Mm -hmm. You're going to be paying just 50 pounds or something like that for a good, yeah. good quality uh, AA charger and four batteries, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I can, and... I, can, I can understand now how you have to justify this to your wife, Ian, now you're going over the points <laughs> and the benefits of upgrading a GPS. Oh, it's a business case. My life is, my <laughs> life is one business case. One after the other. <laughs> oh, she's she is she is. She is yeah. You know how why you have to justify change your GPS units. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just said it very quickly, and I said I'd, I just told her that I'd already done the deal. <laughs> I just say um, it's free. Everything's free. I can't believe what Tom gave me today. I gave it the old singing, old dancing, new GPS watch. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No problem. How much is that? It was free. Everything yeah, John, the only slight problem with that is is that my father-in-law for years has told my mother-in-law that everything is free, so that one's already, <laughs> that, that won't work in our family. Um, but no, as I say, I think the thing is, John, you treat it, I treated it, and it was really weird. I just treated it like it was a phone. Oh, it just needs a bit of a charge. Plugged it in and took it off charge because all you need is like a cable because mm -hmm. you're going to have a USB plug with you anyway um, doing charging your phone or whatever for charging your phone and just having it is and you're not having to think about oh I've got to remember to take the battery charger or remember my spare batteries or whatever um, I, I've been walking as you, as you know I've been walking with a 66i now for oh, a good 18 months and I thoroughly mm. thoroughly love it and this is mm. back in Earlier on this year, I was out with it, and and I I I don't look at it all the time, believe it or not. Even though I teach people how to use GPS units for a living, and 
I switched on it. It was only about three hours into the walk. And I thought, bat, bat, bat lights and all the time. And the bat light was on. I, it wasn't switching off. It was permanently on, which sometimes we do. We're in the office um, yeah. just so it doesn't keep switching off. We're helping the customer. And this was on for, like, I say, three or four hours on. I still did a big 15, 18-mile walk in freezing temperature conditions of which I was out eight, nine hours. My battery was still half full at the end of it. And I kind of sit there yeah. going, do you know what? What else do I want from a GPS unit? The performance yeah. in that battery was second to none in really, really cold conditions. I may say my iPhone was flat by lunchtime. No, a good iPhone, less than a year old, was flat by lunchtime, and I boosted it with my battery back. My GPS unit, which was navigating, working hard, had the backlight on incorrectly for many hours, perform really, really well. So yeah. I think those batteries are performing really well. Yeah. I, I think I've said in the past, I've not had one customer ring up and say these batteries aren't good or the battery's not good in the 66i yeah. and 66sr yeah. now yeah and i think the other thing that i've noticed also is that i don't know whether it's because of what they've done because uh, i'm assuming that the, the bluetooth technology is the same as what it is in the 66s but it just seems to stay connected mm -hmm. a lot better to my phone um and i just find it, it it's i don't know um yeah, it's great. It, I mean, it is, and and I know that we should also be talking about the downside of of the of the, the GPS because you know it's all very well saying oh it's already fan fantastic, but are there, are there any downsides? I my one <clears throat> my one thing I would like to see on it, uh, but I know we're not going to get it from Garmin, but it would be good is is that the it's quite sad this, but the little battery indicator. Um, it would be nice because even on the 66s, it's got like down into different um, like little segments, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, you can't see, and so you, that's not it's not segmented, and or you don't get a percentage battery charge left. Mm -hmm. And it would be quite nice for Garmin to do something like that. And if they did that, then but. You know, apart from that, I mean, it it behaves like all the other C6 series mm -hmm. GPSs, and so I don't need to be sold on it from that point of view. But it just does seem to work, and, I think. And the other big downside is we can't get them because <laughs> it's a new unit. <laughs> Why would Garmin have any stock in? So we got the first batch, and they've sold, and we're struggling to get them in again. So hey ho, this is Garmin. We've now got the Montanas back in stock, but we no longer have a 66 SRs back in stock. So yeah. But the thing is, though, John, we're giving enough notice for, for people's Christmas slips, right. aren't, yep. aren't, aren't we? So mm -hmm. by the time Christmas does finally come around, they'll, they'll be back in stock. I keep being told to something it screens. Every time I ask, they say, it's the screens. There's a problem getting the screens. So I don't know whether... I'm going to have to do some research on where Garmin screens are made. But I don't know if this is just their latest excuse of why there's no stock in the system. But screens is the issue this week or last week right. and the week okay. before. So I don't know why that is. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully we'll get some in the next couple of days. But I know I ordered a big batch last week or earlier this week and I was told they had none in stock, which is always exciting. Yes, hey -ho. indeed, I'm sure it is. You know, yes. Joking aside, actually, when I talk about availability, we are beginning of November. If we talk about Christmas... Do you know, I've had a lot of people say, oh, no, things will be discounted if you come up to Christmas. At the moment, in the world of GPS units, there is a real lack of GPS units. There is a real problem with the supply chain. And and we've just got Montana 700Is in, 750Is in, which we've had an order for eight oh, weeks. Weeks, haven't you? Eight yeah. weeks. And yeah. they've come in yeah. now. And that that's the issue. That's the issue. So I'm, I'm saying to people, joking aside, if you do want a GPS unit, you know what you want for Christmas. No. If you see it, get it. And I'm, I'm being wholeheartedly, because actually, do you know, I think in, in the middle of December, I think we're going to have nothing. I honestly do. I think mm. there's going to be a real mm. issue coming up mm. to There may be some GPS units that people don't want, but the more desirable ones, the newer units, yeah. I think there's going to be yeah. a real um, real shortage mm. of them in the in the marketplace. So just a bit of a heads up, people. If you are wanting um, new 66L we're talking about or some of the other newer units, just keep your eye on them and even drop us an email if you want them. Um, give us a shout and we can put you on a waiting list and then when they come in, we'll give you a shout and get one shipped out to you. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. summarising, you love the new 66SR, I love the battery life, the topo of mapping and the yeah. multiband. As you yeah. say, it's just yeah. very, very similar. It's exactly the same to well, work with the 66S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's green, though. It's green on the back. We like the green on the back. Oh, it us. is. Yes. Yes, I've got a green back, which is terribly exciting. <laughs> it's all about the green back. And it says, 
and it says multi band across the top. It reminds me by saying multi band on the top. Just just in case you didn't know. <laughs> we always took we get a new unit in the office, they're like we open and go, Oh look, it's got multi band across the top, isn't it? So it's like oh, that looks good, doesn't it? So uh, <laughs> Yeah. So you get that brain it's worth all that money in. just for that, John. In most certain years. <laughs> so if you want to find out more about the new Garmin GPS Map 66SR, just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS Store on the top menu bar. And then you can select what type of mapping that you want uh, on that GPS unit down that left-hand side. Next thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is a quick chat about the best practice when it comes to using your outdoor GPS units. I've not actually briefed you on this story. This is my, uh, I think I should have a soapbox, soapbox um, for every podcast. Is the simplicity of what we're trying to get people to do with a GPS is a simple procedure is I'm going for a day's walking. I plug my GPS into my PC, my Mac. On Garmin Basecamp or other route planning software is available, I plan my route. I plan my escape routes if you're going on a long walk. I then just edit it, make sure everything's okay, rename it, send it to my GPS device. And then my navig my GPS is then a navigational device. It navigates me along the route or the track, or there's other ways of doing it, but it's this basic navigational principle of it. And that is how an outdoor GPS unit works. There's a video on our website, uh, which I'll uh, mention at the end of it. Have a look about the process that we go through. I'm saying this because we get so many people ringing up who are obsessed about something on their GPS unit. Or like, I don't use it in that way. I use it by giving me a grid reference and then referring it to your map. Or I use it in this way. I use it in this way. Why can't we use it in the way it should be used in this is what i'm trying to put on a case is actually why it, it's it's like I, I say to people you know i i, I said I had the gentleman on the phone yesterday very very intelligent guy and i kind of why why don't you just use it as it's done? Well, i don't want to use it that way well why have we just bought this expensive gps unit if we're not going to use it in the way that you want to use it i said yeah. i always say it's, it's yeah. like getting in your car and you're going on your holidays in an hour's time in and putting your car to escape lockdown um, so to, no. and to say I'm I'm not going to put in the postcode of where I'm going to because actually do you know what I don't want to put in the postcode I'm going to get my wife to look at the sat map screen on my car and to tell me when to turn left and right as far as I'm concerned if you don't plan your route on a GPS unit it's equivalent of getting in your car going to somewhere you don't know and refusing to put the postcode in and saying to your wife yeah. actually look at the screen on the sat map a lovely big screen on cars these days no turn left and turn right why why would you do it? You don't. You put in a postcode and it navigates you to that. Say, plug our GPS into a computer, plan our route and go for a walk. And then the GPS tells you how far you've walked, average speed, etc. Tells you how far it's going to be to the end of the walk, how long it is, what time you get to the end of the walk. And it's kind of simple, is it not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I say to my people on, on the courses I run that I think that they're... I mean, there is all of that, but and just don't make it, as you say, complicated. Mm -hmm. It's just, um, you know, why put in, I'm going to exaggerate now, 10 million waypoints, I know, because that wouldn't work, but on a straight path, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it beeping at me every two seconds. Um, and why, yeah, I, 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 John, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I and actually, the route planning process we do on our computer is what we used to do with our paper map. So in, in years gone by, we would get our paper map before we went and work out where we were going to go. You maybe, I used to put little sticks, I'd laminate a map, so I'd put little arrows in. I want to be A, B, and C and plant my route that way. But now we can sit down in front of a computer. We've got that map there. And as you like to say, we just click waypoints every time there's a major corner. We can use turn-by-turn -turn routing, et cetera, et cetera, if we want to. But it's it's not rocket science. It's not complicated if we're walking long distance trails let's import a gpx file and navigate that gpx file if it's let's let's cut that gpx file into day by day groups sessions if mm. we want to to give us more accurate data but it's not complicated and i don't know why i don't know why why do people make it complicated when it's a really when you think of the process it's not really a, it's a three-stage process isn't it i think i think john though to be generous what it is, is that if you're used to sitting down with a paper map and a piece of paper 
and a length of string mm-hmm. as you, as we used to many years ago then um you would understand the route planning process mm-hmm. if you're new to if you're new to planning a route then i guess that you because you haven't been through that stage of your navigating route planning life mm-hmm. then you expect it to do more than probably what it does do mm-hmm. or you don't understand the um the process whereas if you've done it using a piece of string and a bit of paper or whatever and writing out a route card then you would understand the process mm-hmm. and and I and I had it with a customer about two weeks ago and he you know he couldn't understand the difference between planning a route along a footpath and why you would get elevation data as opposed to in a direct route you won't get elevation data because you know, my argument was that if you go from one side of a valley across the other in a straight line, well, how can you expect mm-hmm. the map, anything, to tell you what what is up and what is down? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you plan it along a footpath, then it will t- give you the elevation data because that's how you would do it with a piece of string and a paper map. It, you know, I think, and so I think, it, I guess it's because if you don't understand the route planning process of how it used to be done, I don't know. And I think also people, to some extent, expect it to some extent to work probably a bit too much like a car sat mm-hmm. nav. I don't know. Um, but then really, would we want a device to take you the most direct route? I know we have the turn by turn route to the National Parks, and I always yeah. say, well, actually, it's great. Yeah, you yeah. sit at the bottom of hell belly, you top on, top on the top. It's going to take you this, the shortest route, which is the steepest route, yeah. of which yeah. in your expertise in planning a route, yeah. that's not yeah. the route you want to go on. You want to go I along know. to that ridge there and look, yeah. that ridge there Absolutely. and look at the contours and understand the landscape that you're walking through. And that hopefully gives you then a better walking experience because you've, you've gone through that process. So... It's, yeah, it's that thing that, oh, I want to, does this thing not give me walk, circular walks? Well, do you really want to go on a computer, a, a computer generated <laughs> circular walk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even when they're driven by humans, they can be a quite dangerous tool. So actually driven by a Absolutely. computer, even worse, isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it is just one of those things. It, it's, it's understanding, it's understanding, well, I think also it goes to the basis of understanding a map, isn't mm-hmm. it, really? I mean, and, and I say to people, of course, you don't need to know everything there is to know about navigation and ordnance survey map to use a GPS. But I think you do still need a basic appreciation of what a map looks like mm-hmm. and what and what it's telling you. Um, and as you say, make it a simple make it a simple process. Yeah, simple. Um, I like simplicity yeah. in my life. In simple. Well, well, John, it it has to be because otherwise you're out there wondering why it's not doing what you want it to do when it probably won't do what you want it to do because you've asked it to do something mm-hmm. that it won't do for you. And so... And going back to the earlier conversation where we talked about the top of active mapping, I really enjoy that route planning process on the computer. I really enjoy plugging it in, sitting down there the night before I'm going walking or whenever, and planning my walk or walks or a series of walks. I'm gonna do. I really enjoy that process. I sit there, click, I look at the elevation data, I maybe switch off my topoactive mapping my ordnance survey so my top ordnance survey mapping look at it on the uh, topoactive mapping um see where that differs than what where the ordnance survey does because actually usually because that's come from satellite imagery the path is often where it's on the ground so if you're in open access areas the path in the topoactive mapping would more than likely be more accurate than when the ordnance surveys and i enjoy that process and working out actually because the topoactive mapping also gives us the um the routes now. So if you come across a country park or something with lots of man-made routes which are not right away, it shows that in the top of active mapping so you can get yourself through the country park a little bit better or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that process and, and I can spend, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour doing it and I get as much pleasure out of that then I send in my GPS and then I, I enjoy my walk because my GPS is doing my navigation experience for me as my car sat nav would be. And then I can switch off and enjoy it. I don't need to keep looking at the grid reference and get my paper map out and analyzing where I am because actually my GPS tells me where I am and tells mm-hmm. me which direction to walk in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's my uh, little, so I, I, just, I, mean, I just thought, you know, it's, it's don't over, I'm just saying, don't overcomplicate it. Let's just yeah. use it the principle. Yeah. The video I'm talking about, I don't know if you've seen it, Ian, it's actually on the home page of the website. If you go to our website, which is gpstrain.co.uk, and there's a grey box on the right-hand side. It's never had a GPS before. It's on the right-hand side, a little grey box. And in there, there's a video of me sat down in front of a computer in our offices here, 
planning a route, I plan my route, plan my escape routes, and then I go out onto the Simonside Hills, which is where we are, and walk that route and show you the navigational experience. And to be honest, you can see it's a very short walk, in it, but it literally takes me three or four minutes to plan. Straightforward mm. as that. Mm. And then I print a copy out, leave that at home just in case something happens. So it's my route planning process. I leave a copy at home and then I go out and enjoy myself. It's as straightforward as that, isn't it? So I want to say to people, don't overcomplicate it. Don't, don't get hung up about all these bits and bobs. Just enjoy your walk. Get a good GPS unit and plan it well. I'm ready to go. Simple. And I, think, and I think also, added to that, you've got to understand that it's still the GPS and the map that you're doing your route planning from still isn't going to tell you necessarily what is actually out there. Mm -hmm. And you've got to, you know, you, you've got to, people have got to understand that, um, you know, when you're out there, they've still got to relate themselves to what their GPS is telling them, haven't mm -hmm. they? They mm -hmm. can't just, um, you know, I, I think that is just so important because the GPS won't know about all the problems when you're actually out physically mm -hmm. walking and you've got to interpret what you've got around you. What am I doing this weekend? I'm walking the dark, Ian, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're walking in the dark. But the thing is, though, you've just got to keep the sea on. Is it, are you going top to bottom or bottom to top? top? To I bottom, can't remember top this. To People don't know top what I'm doing. Um, it's actually Thursday evening we're recording this, or Thursday late afternoon. And as on half past nine on Saturday morning, this podcast will come out uh, at the start of the following week. I'm walking 62 miles down the Northumberland coast in 24 hours, um, which is going to be dark for more time than it's daylight. Anyway, is it? Do you know what the weather forecast is? It's going to be glorious. It's the northeast of England, Ian. It's east oh, coast, you know. <laughs> oh yes, of course. I'd forgotten. Yeah, we don't get rain on the east. It only rains no, on the west. No, of course you don't. No, no, no. Yeah, it's going to be wet. It's going to be wet. It's going to be wet till lunchtime, and then it's going to turn into a lovely sunny day. So really, um, yeah, it's going to be. No, it's going to be. The weather forecast now says it's going to be wet, and then. Um, very wet. Then no, it's going to it's going to turn good mid afternoon, and the evening and the night time is going to be very good. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. A bit more of a challenge, you see. It so, is. Uh, yes. I'm actually getting You're doing it for good cause. Doing it for good cause. I've raised just under two k so far. Over the moon. Yeah. And, and I know you sponsored me. That Ian, thank you very much. And everybody else who sponsored me, just over two thousand. No, I was going to say I've sponsored you before. I said. You, I said. Oh, no, I said oh, thank oh, you for sponsoring oh, me, Ian. Oh, that's all right, said, John. Thank no, you no, for no. sponsoring yes. me. No, um, you should do. Everyone should do. <laughs> Every should sponsor. <laughs> Justgiving.com, John's Walk, I think it's called. Ah, there are. And, um, and uh, you can sponsor me. I will have done it all by the time the pod comes out. So I'm going to be laying in bed crippled, I will be at this point in time. <laughs> no, you won't. Um, You're going to be fine. Navigating in the dark with my GPS units. And I'm really quite into going back to our earlier conversation about how long the battery lived, lasts on it. I'm going to navigate for 24 hours on a 66i. And when you walk it, dog, you need your GPS unit. I can see nothing. I need, if I'm walking down the beach, I need to know where to come off the beach. And that's all being planned. And, and it's all there. So it's very interesting to see. I will be navigating blind, near enough, except for my head torch. What I can see literally 10 yards in front of me. And also, um, yeah, and also um, my GPS to navigate me. Other things I've learned about walking the dark as well is actually turn that brightness really down on my GPS because actually mm, if you, yeah. you naturally in daylight we have it on full it really does wreck with your pupils and no, turn yeah, it right yeah. down and it is very very low setting and that's all you need because it's pitch black mm. um, yeah. so that's my other little yeah. top tip from hopefully there. you've been eating lo lots of carrots John Improve your night vision. Yeah, got my head torch. I'll be all right. So, so, so anyway, enough about the the walk. So again, you, more than likely when the podcast meet, you'll maybe see my track and things. I'm going to do live tracking things. So you'll all be getting emails about that on Monday morning, which is just a couple of days away. So that's a little bit of a chat about how to use your outdoor GPS unit and also um, yeah the the basics of it really. Have a look at that video and uh, hopefully you understand what we're trying to get over and what we get over in our course as well. Next thing on this month's GPS Train podcast is Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customers or being asked on our courses. So, first FAQ, Ian, is the Oregon 700. Good old touchscreen GPS unit by Garmin. Garmin's yeah. best, most popular, best, most popular touchscreen GPS unit, the Oregon 700 range. Yes, so, um, end of August, beginning September, Garmin gave all Oregon 700 owners a new update, uh, firmware update 5.20. And we were contacted within a few days just before a course I ran. And a very beady-eyed customer um, very kindly brought to our attention that when you save your track, uh, 
um, if you well, if you don't want to save your recorded track, um, you cannot um, when you stop your track recording and it goes to the next screen and at the bottom you've got the red dustbin on the left hand side, resume in the middle and the green floppy disk on the bottom right. If you don't want to save it and you hit the red dustbin, it does nothing. Mm-hmm. It does nothing, John. It does not return you to the map screen. I'm thinking, nah, nah, it doesn't happen. Surely, a note to be fair to the customer, I tried it on an Oregon 700 and you really cannot, all it does is let you resume the track recording. It's ridiculous. So um, if you save it, so if you save it using the green floppy disk, absolutely fine. It exports the track and it returns you to your map screen. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. If it does it, but if you don't want to save it, you can't. You can't delete it. Mm-hmm. The only way to get out of this, regardless of what you want to do, is to save the track. Now, interestingly, I had a customer about two weeks ago raise this with, with me. Well, it could have been last week, actually. And this is all very timely, this conversation, because I said to him, if you've got a moment, could you please contact Garmin? because Garmin never listened to us, but hopefully they will listen to customers. And he has very kindly yesterday, he, he did an online chat with Garmin Support and he sent me the transcript and Garmin Support said, well, this is, you are only the third customer. So we've highlighted it to, our, to Tom, our contact with Garmin. And the guy at Garmin said, hey, it doesn't happen. And then he said, no, I agree, it does happen. And then apparently, the customer, our customer, Steve, Steve, um, thank you, thank you. I have replied to him saying that we're going to bring this up on the podcast. Um, He was told, you are only the third person to raise this issue with us. So I think this is our opportunity to say to Oregon 700 owners, can you contact Garmin, please? Because hopefully, um, because the trouble is, you know, and I know, John, we report it, it goes to Garmin Europe, Garmin Unit, Europe tell Garmin USA, Garmin U- uh, probably Garmin USA at the moment are all tied up with Biden and Trump and what's going on next week. Um, they make the decisions when they rectify problems. Um, but this clearly is an issue that does need resolving. Garmin have sort of admitted to our very, my dedicated customer Steve from who I heard back from this morning to say, we agree there is a problem, we will do something about it, but it's a question of when will they do something about it? Um, and it would be nice that, so any Oregon 700 customer who has half an hour, if you can contact Garmin for us, please, report the problem, and that because the more people who contact Garmin, hopefully we'll put a bit of pressure on them to actually rectify it in another update. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, I mean, you can get around it, say, and the way to get around it is just to save everything and delete the tracks you don't want to save. But, you know, it, it shouldn't, <laughs> it's been out long enough for it not to, mm-hmm. for them to do something like it's that. It's brilliant because I don't know, on, on your course, the same, I, I use it on the courses, we can go through the process at the start of the day's walking, and that is, you know, like on the Oregon, it's you just swipe up, you see that, you make sure the number is zero, 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 so it shows mm-hmm. that there's not a, a track in there, and then we literally just press the start button. Now, before people know how to use a GPS unit, often that number is actually, e.g., there's a, there's a track in there already from when they yeah. last finished their walk and they didn't save it. Mm-hmm. Now, again, at, at that point, I would say, actually, the easiest way to get that back to zero, zero, if it's stood at 45 minutes or whatever, is just to press the start button, then press the stop button again. The next page comes up, which is what you say, which is the, says, this yeah. is the track that's recorded, and just press the delete button. And then yeah. next time you swipe up, it's zero, zero, zero. And to us, as long as you start it at the start of your walk and stop it at the end, and as you say, save it, or you can delete it, that's always going to be zero, zero. But it's often mm-hmm. before people have come on the course, they don't realise that, and yeah, they swipe yeah. up and it's like, no, three hours, 16, and I go, that's that's the last walk. And mm. and you need to check it's zero. And again, the easiest way is just to start it, then stop it, and then delete it, swipe up, press start yeah. again. So if you if, if you can't delete it, as I experienced <laughs> I course last weekend, um, it's it's a bit of a fag, because you're kind of saving something which you don't really want to save. Well, you don't, you don't want, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's something, and, and interestingly, if you'd read the release notes for for this update, it says that they've improved the way that the screens work on the save track option. 
well, they've done anything. <laughs> they've made it worse. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was fine before the update, and now it's not. So, um, so it's just so that all the Oregon seven hundred users owners are aware that there is this problem. Mm-hmm. We've reported it, Steve. Thank you. Our customer has told Garmin he's now. So, if we can increase the number of Garmin. Yeah. Complaints, complaints to Garmin, that would be really good, please. Yeah, we hope we get the problem sorted. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Montana owners. So you said um, that there's been a lot of updates for the new Montana yeah, there 700 was, range, hasn't there? There was, there, was, there was an update, I think it was last week or the week before. And I think it's one of these things that, you know, there are many, um, when you buy a brand spanking new model, bit like um, anything in life, uh, you buy it and you get lots of different software updates very quickly after they've been released because they realize their problems and i think it's really just saying to the montana and as yeah it's not i mean it's a fantastic gps but really just please bear with the update situation it will settle down over a period of time i know there are little fixes little bugs in it um there's a problem with like if you use the topo active mapping in the driving mode profile it won't reach you on a road it will only take you in a straight line and i know that's been reported back to garmin um via tom um there is no cure for that at the moment it does it on the cycle so, mm-hmm. so if you if you want to if you want to go in a car use the cycling profile yeah, and it'll take you on a road but it won't if in the driving profile i don't know um but um that's only on the if you're using ordnance survey maps it's fine it's only in the top active europe mapping it, mm-hmm. it won't route properly um so yeah i think it's really just to say please bear with garmin because you know if there are little funny bits that are going on yes we can report it we will report it but um it's garmin who have to, to fix mm-hmm. it we so. you know and as well again going back to the initial conversation of stock now we've sold i don't know people where we've sold about just under 200 montana so far we've actually wow. flown out mm. but i don't think there's many other people selling them i don't think there's many other people actually selling them out and about i think they've been very hard to get stock i know we had um distribution of it for the first month of the 700 rain exclusive distribution um, and then I accidentally dropped it, told me that there was only this many left in the shelf in the UK, so I bought all those. Um, so I think, again, if you come across problems, report them to Garmin, because I think it's is our customers mm-hmm. who are having to report them because there's not that many yeah. in the open market. I see yeah. it on the Garmin website, they don't have their 700i and 750i stock, but we, we've got them in now. So again, um, report any problems to them. As Ian said earlier on, these get spiraled into America and then software updates uh, go along and, and, and sort mm-hmm. out these problems. I've written here in your FAQZ, moving on. I'm, I'm, I know before you come onto your sat map, what I'm going to say to this point, I, I'm going to lead you down an alleyway, is, is Excel spreadsheet. So are you going to tell the story about the Excel spreadsheets on the Garmin GPS units or not? We have to be very careful about this because we're going to not incriminate um, somebody. Shall I tell the story or should you tell the story? Because I think it's a, it's a great story. Well, yeah, the only trouble is, though, we haven't got it quite resolved, have we? We've well, no, not. There's... We've not, but it's, but it's a it's great... Still... Like, we can but dine on the still... back of the story and not, not tell the end of the story. Because because it, it's... Uh, it's, it's <laughs> okay. I, th- I think it's... I, I've t- yeah, I've told a few people... I, 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 it's I a just, good story. Suffice to say, John, I think the thing is, is that when you get your GPSs delivered from GPS training, I do promise you... That and I'm sure John and Lynn and Jane and Jackie will also promise you that we will never leave Excel spreadsheets saved on your GPSs, unlike an Oregon 700 that I had a look at yesterday for a customer on their kitchen development. Um, so I had so this, although the GPS still isn't particularly 100% resolved, um, which I know is but will be resolved, uh, I looked at a folder in the internal storage of this Oregon 700, which was just really not doing much. And inside the Garmin internal storage were three Excel spreadsheets. Um, and that's never, it's never, it's never ever gonna help a GPS work, is it? To have Excel spreadsheets it with the customer's <laughs> kitchen design and pricing. Fantastic, yeah. classic, absolutely um, classic. So people don't know when you plug your GPS into your computer, it shows as external drive. We just normally close that down. 
for whatever reason, yeah. the customer accidentally, it was an accident, accidentally transferred yeah, yeah, their Excel spreadsheet, which has their <laughs> customer's um, design preferences for their kitchen, onto the Garmin GPS unit. They switched on the Garmin GPS unit and it started crashing during boot up because it was reading this Excel spreadsheet. And, <laughs> and as it should not have been on there, it kind of broke it. So I, yeah. it's great. Great. I once yeah. <laughs> I once logged onto somebody's GPS and they had I think it had like two and a half thousand pictures in. So they plugged it in, their computer said, Would you like to back up your pictures onto the external drive? And they're like, Yes. <laughs> and backed up all the pictures off the computer onto the external drive. Um so it's it's a uh, yeah, it's <laughs> and then I logged on, there's no memory on it. Like, well, why are all these pictures on here? I don't know. Well, because my computer yeah. said you want to back up your pictures on Okay, so he backed up all the pictures yeah. onto the GPS yeah. unit. Yeah. So just be careful. Yeah. It's an external drive. There's nothing actually stopping you saving something onto that, but don't save anything onto your GPS unit, <laughs> especially your kitchen designs on an Excel spreadsheet. because that Or whatever it was whatever. that was on these Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on from Thank our you, nice little story there, um, and we did well not to incriminate the person there as well, which is even better. Uh. SatMap Expedition 2, top tip Ian, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, so uh, the query was, can I rename a saved route? So when on Expedition 2, um, in your own personal um, account uh, on their server, on SatMap server, um, the question was, I want to change the name of a route that I've planned. Can I change the name? And the answer is you can't. I, and I'm sure it's because it's done effectively over the web. It's a waste web. Sorry, even should we start again? A web-based application as opposed to standalone. Um, so the the only way that you can do it is to once you've replanned a route, um, you've just got to within the route properties on Expedition Two in the planner part, um, just save it as your the new name that you want to save it as. And then you can go into my stuff in Expedition 2 and you can then delete the old old named route. Um, I'm surprised because this gentleman, uh, John, came on your course. He did that. Yeah, I think and, he made and, some comment and, that he thought he must have fallen and, to sleep at that point during well, the course. Well, well, and, oh, well, my Christmas was, falls asleep. Yeah. I, was, I was questioning what the trainer trained him on. <laughs> no, so joking apart. You can't rename it like you could, um, you know, a, a, a Word document or a Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, you've actually got to resave it as the new name, and then you can delete it through my stuff. The you can delete the old named mm-hmm. route that you don't want to keep. That's, That's the only way you can do it. And, and I believe this is your only substantial query all month for SatMap owners. It is. It is. Seriously. See, normally, I think, I, was... I think on the last podcast you were um, you were commenting about how many SatMap um, support questions you've had yeah. compared to Garmin in proportion to yeah. what we sell. And yeah, actually, you're saying yeah. that this month you've just literally had one sat um, question. And to be honest with you, that's the sort of question that you is that I think goes into the really fair enough kind of query, despite the fact that, as I say, I was expecting it would have been taught on the Rothbury SatMap course, but clearly missed it. Um, because the SatMap trainer on the SatMap Rothbury course is he over in the lakes a week on Friday. I'm still able to walk at that point. Is, That's a top is, tip, John. That's a top tip. There's no, a new bit for your training. I'm actually, course. you know, you'd be very proud of my SatMap expertise because actually, you know what I did last night? I spent some time getting to grips with the SatMap app. I'm going to throw this at you. Have you tried it yet or not? Yes. Well, I've looked at it and then I thought, well, why would I want to spend quite a lot of money to download? It's a lot of money for the maps, maps, aren't they? Quite a lot of money to buy the order and survey maps. The ones 10,000 maps yeah. are free to download. And yeah, you, notice you, see, that you, you were expecting for me to say, no, I haven't looked at it, weren't you? I was going to get one up on you. The end of your column, I thought, you know, I'm going to just push in. I just sat last night. on. The, I downloaded well, I actually downloaded it ages ago, but I'll be honest, I forgot my expedition login. Um, so I then logged in because I was at home and, and I thought, so which email address was on the, on the computer at home. So I uh, downloaded it because it was Christmas. asked asked me what I thought of it. And I went, I'll be honest with you, I've not even logged into it yet. So I sat down and logged into it last night. And I, there's a few little niggles. I'm going to have to email somebody. There's a few little problems I came across the way I could see it. Um, maps are expensive, but I suppose that's where they're going to get the money yeah. from because it's 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 yeah. oh, sure. free to download. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just looks like a sat map, doesn't it? 
I kind of thought yeah. this is quite a good way of me swatting up on my sat map expertise or lack of, I shouldn't say that before I lead a course, um, before a course, because I can kind of go through and refresh myself without actually getting the sat map out. Yeah. I, I, but you see, the thing is that, um, how can I put it? So I, because you can access Expedition 2 through an iPad, Mm-hmm. So you can ex- so you can do everything off an iPad on Expedition Two, um, and save it then, to the cloud and then sync it with your GPS. Yeah. Unit. So you're yeah. saying what is? I say what is I the suppose, point? That's too harsh a question. Why would you want an app? Um, I can anything. I can, the the only thing I suppose in quite understandably and rightly in Satmap's defence because I know Howard are fantastic are fantastic. Um, owner of Satmap, who is is so... this you clambering out of the hole that you're going to dig in? Is it right? Something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I suppose because the app. I mean, I haven't looked at it much further because I thought, well, I'm you know the <laughs> decent map's going to cost me some money. I have to put my my hand into my pocket. Um, is that the app's going to work offline, mm-hmm. as opposed to you need ex- for Expedition Two to work, you need internet access. But if you've got Wi-Fi access, so if you're like in your hotel and you're planning a route, then why wouldn't I just use Expedition 2? And I'm sure, and I stand to be corrected by Howard or anyone else at SatMap. We need to get um, someone on the podcast, could, Ian. We need to get I someone on the podcast. Because be, my understanding, when, I've been, be when I was playing point. with it last night, um, I kind of thought, this is replacing my GPS unit. That's the way I look at it. The way it looks and feels, it's got my start button, mm. it's got my stop button, it's got my yeah. trip computer. It looks yeah. near enough identical when I sat my pack to 20, but it's on an app. So I appreciate I've got to download the maps, which I've already got on it. And therefore, I don't know, is it... I'm, I'm confused. I'm gonna, I'm, people can't see me, but I'm, I've got my hand <laughs> on my head. I don't understand where it fits into the infrastructure of... You're dead right, because Expedition 2, I'm going to plan my route in Expedition 2, then I'm going to save it into the cloud, download on my SatMap and Active 20. sync it with the Active 20. Where does the app sit in to this? Is is this app going to replace my GPS unit? Is this is this going to be the future SatMap Active 20? Is going to be an app on a mobile phone? Is it... Because actually, because I don't want to replace my Expedition 2, because it works brilliant on my iPad and the companion, yeah. or on my yeah. computer. So this is on my mobile phone, or... so. Where where is we need to get someone on sat map? I'm gonna write it down here, Ian. Next yes. podcast sat map. I'm gonna to speak to Ross and get somebody on to help me understand. If anybody else is understand understand where it fits in, drop us an email. I, I was gonna say because I've I I you know with the greatest respect to sat map, I feel that I've I'm missing the point of it. Mm-hmm. I I really do. It's a smart app. It's nice yeah. actually. Oh, it's it's but really it, good, but but it just looks like a sat map actor twenty. Yeah, I've got a summer back to twenty. I've actually got two. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway, no idea. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I, okay, so Ian's FAQ. Ian, thank you so much for your, Ian's that's FAQs. Right. I'm going to quickly summarise. Is problems with the Oregon 700 with the latest software update that it won't let you yeah. delete your track when you go to save at the end. Montana owners, keep yourself up to date at the moment. Montana 700 owners, lots of software updates mm. that are going through the yeah. process. Um, Satmap Expedition 2, um, you cannot rename a saved route. The only way is to save it as a new name and then delete the old uh, old route uh, before we go. And we were, or Ian was commenting about how few Satmap technical support questions yeah. had this month. So good on Satmap for, um, Absolutely. for that. Or yeah, the yeah. Satmap users for, I don't know, just working out yourself which is brilliant yeah okay and finally um many thanks for listening to this month's gps training podcast if there's anything you'd like to cover in future episodes please do get in touch please do give us a call especially if you're thinking about buying a new gps unit i said this earlier on but i think gps units will be in shortage coming up to christmas so if you are thinking of one you no know, let's get a trade-ins going let's get the ball process the ball rolling um, and then you won't be disappointed as we hit the glorious month of December. If you are want to come on a, one of our GPS training courses, both physical and online uh, training courses, please come to our website, which is gps training.co.uk. 
gps.co.uk and click on GPS Training Courses. Please do tell a friend about the GPS Training Podcast. If you can recommend a friend, we would really, really appreciate it. Subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you can give us a five-star uh, five rating or leave us a funky review, we would very much appreciate it. Many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. You're going to Welcome. scurry away in the sunshine of Britain on your holidays yes. to the before south coast. Before we get locked down. Yes, before and, we and get then, uh, I'm going to go on my weary way and uh, go up to the, 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 the Scottish the borders the weekend, and walk my 62 miles in yes. 24 hours, averaging 2.6 miles an hour. <sighs> You'll be okay. I'll be okay. be okay. I've got my blister plasters. I've got yes. my nuts. I've got <laughs> no, 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 my, my cashew. I've got my cashew nuts and protein and, and sugar. I've got I don't know what else I've got. I've got everything. I've got Vaseline. My Have you got your Vaseline? I've got my Vaseline. I've got yeah. my four pairs of socks. Change my socks every time I stop. Stop every twelve miles, yeah. twenty-five miles. That's what's for me doing. Yeah. And I've got my Garmin GPS unit. I was pondering whether I need a backup GPS unit. Just in case something goes wrong. You got you got your watch, John. I have. My watch battery is not going to last twenty four hours. I've discussed this extensively. I can't navigate with my watch because it's going to go flat in it. So all I can do is battery pack goal zero, goal zero thirty battery pack. <laughs> but how do I charge my watch when I'm walking? So That's John, the issue. John, seven. I, I, I meant to say this to you before. I know, like we're starting the podcast again. Seven thousand eight hundred milliamp hours is the goal zero thirty. Oh, perfect. So we've got some real. Uh, we're talking on another podcast. We've got some proper good goal zero stuff. You should see some yeah. of the power packs that we're getting at the moment. They're light. They are like car batteries, but lighter, but phenomenal. Anyway, that's another podcast. Take one of those, John. I'll take one of those. And put it on my wrist <laughs> as I walk. So no, I'm just going to use my my CCI. I'm going to use my um, measure my personal stats, my heart rate, steps, etc. I think we're fascinating on my watch. But I've got the routes in there just in case something goes wrong. I can jump onto my watch and navigate with my watch until it goes flat. All the best. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you, everybody, for um, listening to this month's GPS Swimming Podcast. I say, hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, look after yourselves and these dark nights. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Mm-hmm.